Oh, look who it is. It's my favorite people in the world. Back for another episode. Welcome back, guys, to Tabletop Sessions Podcast, Episode 7. It's good to have you back. Pay attention to when we talk about the uh, giveaway this week. We're giving away Root and the Riverfolk expansion. All you got to do is take a silly picture. <laughs> Seriously, we talk about it quite a bit ad nauseum in the podcast. Make sure to take a look at our sponsor, StorySmithsPodcast.com. It's a podcast where a bunch of nerds come up with a fantastical world together with the help of their listener community. It's pretty good. I love it. Well, I'm on it. <laughs> it's got a special place in my heart. Check out www.StorySmithsPodcast.com. All right, y'all. On to episode seven. No, no. All right. I'm gonna trade you two sheep for that wood Tell me honey, does that sound good? Cause all I really wanna do Is take away longest road from you, yeah Welcome to these tabletop sessions Welcome to the, welcome to the, welcome to these tabletop sessions Hello fellow gregarious geeks and gamers, welcome to the seventh episode of the Tabletop Sessions podcast, where we talk about all things tabletop related that have been occupying the hearts and minds of this international group of gamers over the course of the last three weeks. My name is Elias, and with me this week are three people who apparently don't own their favorite games. Hi guys, Dima here. Le Homa to our listeners in Hong Kong. This is Ipo. And I don't feel at all concerned by what you said. And and I, I feel like I didn't even get the chance to say hello. But I'm Byron. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason I mentioned that in the introduction, that you guys don't have your game, uh, your favorite games in your collection, is we have a giveaway oh, right now. We do. Uh, we're, we are giving away Root, the base game, and the River Folk expansion, brand new in shrink, wow. to one lucky winner. Um, all you have to do is follow us on Instagram and on Twitter. Our Instagram is at Tabletop Sessions. Our Twitter is at TT Sessions QA. And all you have to do is take a picture of yourself with your favorite game instead of your head. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to put it. And tag us in the photo and put the hashtag TTS new head for a new root. That's new head for a new. Oh, no, that's hashtag TTS new head for a new root. Yeah. We will be announcing the winner in episode eight um, during the game show. It's actually a really fun thing we're going to do. Basically, uh, Ipo, Byron, and I, Dima's going to be provi providing us with a special game show. And we're each going to draw a name out of the winners. And we're all going to represent one of you guys. And the one who wins that game show of the week, you're getting root in the Riverfolk expansion. So no pressure, guys, representing so the winner you don't get of uh, the new root game. So, <laughs> so the reason I, I mentioned that is because Dima, Ipo, and Byron all took photos of their next favorite game or their second or third favorite game because they apparently don't own their favorite games, which is a ridiculous concept. And it's also true. 
Um, Ipo, you want to go first and explain why? <laughs> yes, I don't own my favorite game, which is Through the Ages. Uh, I could Shameful. have taken yeah. a picture with my favorite game if I had gone to my friend Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> but she was like 15 minutes away, <laughs> yeah, so it's so too far. far. <laughs> and I love uh, Pandemic Legacy, so... All good. All right, if you say so. In my defense, since my favorite game is Sherlock, we traded the game since we finished all the cases. Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective? Yes. So it's Alice's fault. So it's and my in my defense, fault. I've owned yeah. a lot of games and I've passed them on to new homes. That, that's what is that's your favorite so game? so noble. <laughs> I, I don't even know. <laughs> Indecisive Byron. Oh, boy. Anyway, guys, don't forget... We're going to be giving it away. So you have until you would think I would have written this down. You have until the 7th of April Ooh. at 10 a.m. Eastern time. That's soon. To get that picture of your face with your game instead of your head. Put that on Instagram or Twitter and tag us and put the hashtag TTS new head for a new route. And you could go home or you could get Delivered to your home, <laughs> a copy of Root and uh, the Riverfolk expansion, which is awesome because right now they have the Root Underworld Kickstarter going on. So you get this, quick maths, you win this, you get Root, you get the expansion, you buy the other expansion, complete Root, boom. That equals 100%. <laughs> also, disclaimer, even though all four of us took headshots, Ooh. we are not part of the draw. Yeah, yeah, that was just game. to show you guys okay. how it works. I'm really obviously. disappointed in that, but I guess, <laughs> I guess I'll try and be unbiased. <laughs> All right, man. Okay, guys, so this uh, last week, uh, we were playing Kitchen Rush. Byron, have you ever heard about Kitchen Rush? Kitchen Rush? I have not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kitchen Rush is a game where you uh actually running a restaurant. It's uh, designed by my fellow Greek Vagelis Bayartakis. Ooh. And it's the first time. This is why he's the one talking Greek about this. Pride. And it's the first time I'm pronouncing correctly a designer's name. And so the last time. For his honor, we'll do it the proper way Vangelis Bagyartakis. <laughs> okay, the artists are Gong Studios that I know are from Indonesia. I don't know why I know this, this is, <laughs> but, Very random but I do. <laughs> the publisher is Artipia Games. Which is also Greek, yeah? Which is also Greek, yes. Woo uh, big day for Greece today. Athens and published in 2017. And of course, Greeks made a game about food. What else? <laughs> <laughs> what else? Okay, the Kids and Rats is a worker placement game for uh, one to four players where you do all the things that you would do in a restaurant, like welcoming visitors, taking orders, get supplies of five different kinds of uh, ingredients and five different spices, prepare the meal, cook it, serve it, get paid, wash the dishes, and all of that in four rounds and four minutes. I... What, what's the cuts on this worker placement game? That it's, Tell us. That it's... Live! You're all playing it. <laughs> wow. Well, isn't every board game live? 
Uh, it's basically time. Uh, I, I think it's he's surreal trying to say time. it's in real time. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say real time. Yeah. But he's Greek. Also, <laughs> I didn't do True. any dishes the whole game. <laughs> it's real time, guys. Yes. You, you have two hourglasses, and these hourglasses are your workers. So you are placing these hourglasses in the worker placement uh, spots, and you are taking actions in uh, these four rounds of four minutes. And it's, it feels really like being in a restaurant because you know you have alias uh, shouting i want meat i want meat and you have a uh, demon in the other in the other end saying uh, something like uh, okay guys we need to cook we need to cook <laughs> and and he was at the supermarket screaming guys you want anything from the supermarket <laughs> <laughs> i'm going for spices <laughs> i don't know i i really like this game i i hate real-time games no, I don't hate real-time games. That is a complete and utter lie. That's yes, a, it's a lie. A lie. Yeah. <laughs> you I, love I, Space I, Alert. I hate the concept, yeah, not, not, not the games. Okay, you hate the idea of it, but when you play it, you love it. I don't like Galaxy Tracker. You love Galaxy Tracker. And you <laughs> not love the real-time part of it. <laughs> you don't know how it's, you feel. Ifa. It's stressful. Do you like Space Alert? I love Space Alert, playing alone. Oh, no. oh it's because you always let us down in the show. <laughs> exactly, yes. <laughs> because it's now so, I understand it's so stressful. why he doesn't listen to anyone else when he's playing Space Alert. <laughs> listen, so, Kitchen Rush, We I only played it once. Um, not like he posted but it a bunch of times. But I really thought it was clever, the way the worker placement works with the mm-hmm. timers. So when you place it, like the worker itself shows you how long it needs to be there. Um, it also, yeah, it's exactly what Ipo said. Like the characters of everyone comes out. Like Dima would say stuff like, "Guys, we need meat. Fine, I'll get it myself. <laughs> Obviously, you get it yourself. If you need it, go get it." Listen, like, I didn't have a personal <laughs> delivery guy. I did. Ipo doing we all agreed, my errands and for it worked me. out. Okay. The point is, me and Lena carried the team, and uh, <laughs> and someone yeah, needs to I'm wash the dishes. <laughs> Who's going to wash the dishes? Um, so Ipo couldn't guys, get any orders right. And I. Yeah, uh, he messed of, up like three uh, orders. Yeah. You messed up two. My completed orders, I never put them in the completed pile. <laughs> so I was actually oh, just yeah. discarding all the completed oh, orders. Goodness. I just had the uh, hard uh, yeah. customers. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's super so we'll thematic. We'll never know how it's many points thematic. we actually you got. You feel really like chaotic and you feel like you're in a kitchen yeah. and you're yelling at each other and then when you finally get an order right and the person's like yeah got it it's like we chef you know exactly yeah, yeah. and um so good. i've only seen this um to sand timers as worker plus once it's a game called time and space where you flip these timers and then that shows you how long it takes to go from one planet to another so it's like a real-time worker placement game again about trade but i think that game was a lot um I don't know. It just never got a lot of traction. It was not a very well-loved game. This one has a very nice theme. It matches perfectly. Yeah. I was reading uh, Anthony Bourdain's uh, book, and it really reminded me the game. I mean, he was describing how it is uh, to work in a kitchen. I'm sure this was where everybody's shouting at the same time. Yeah, it felt like Hell's Kitchen. And uh, you really feel that you need to accomplish something and you don't have the time. I was playing this with uh, my wife and uh, my daughter. And uh, in the end of the game, uh, Lena, my wife, she said, uh, okay, we need to play it without our daughter because she's messing around. 
<laughs> wow. It's just to a team shop thing here. It's not like it's not just a game. Not just a game. Yeah, this is why you guys always win the parents of the year trophy. Yeah. <laughs> like second place. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, but like yeah, it was cool. Like you got to you got to get the plate, the right kind of plate because presentation matters. You got to put the right kind of food on it. You got to put the right spices on it. And then you have to cook it for the right amount of time and get it delivered to get your tip. It's really cool. Really cool. I love it. Yeah, very thematic. Did I hear you say spices? Speaking of spices, June is getting <laughs> a reprint. What? Yay! <laughs> it's a classic game that's super hard to find and generally quite expensive to buy. Yeah, if someone it paid like $100 for mine. Yeah. Elias let us play with his, which was a big mistake on his part, because now it's punched. <laughs> That's true. But uh, <laughs> it's such a great game. Yeah. Yeah, and it really sure. needed to get reproduced because the version we have, it's like paper and okay, just... but it's from like seventy nineteen seventy six or something. So, but my, it's I, a good game. I know, so. but but they they did reproduce it. Again, but they, they, they well, they, they got the same game. To, to Fantasy Flight got the rights to the game, I guess. I don't know if you can technically own mechanics. I don't think you can. But the Frank Herbert estate didn't allow them to use the June license. Oh. So they released it in the Twilight Imperium universe. It was a game called Rex. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that did pretty good. Yeah, I, 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 I liked the way Rex looked, and I loved the Twilight Imperium universe. But I just love Dune so much yeah. that I had to get this one. And I managed to get one that was unpunched for about $80, which is a good mm -hmm. deal. And then I punched it. <laughs> just and a bad it, and it was great. <laughs> and now it's not worth very much. <laughs> this, this is, is all in preparation game. of the film coming out uh, next year. 2020, yeah. Yeah. So expect more Dune stuff. Gale Force 9. Who's the director in this it's the Villeneuve, the guy who did um, oh, Arrival and uh, Sicario and the new Blade Runner. It should yeah, be very amazing. Good. Well, visually, it's going to be gorgeous yeah. for sure. Yeah. So. The problem with these uh, games from the 70s is that uh, they last like eight hours or more because apparently people in 70s, they had a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> no, this game lasted like seven hours. <laughs> oh, only. But no, here's the thing about June. It's actually completely unpredictable. That's the problem yeah. with June. Yeah. Like June, the game could be over in an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. What? Yeah, it really? could. Yeah. It, it, it if could the be. two strongest players ally, yeah. like, you know, if you have like a combination of the Emperor with his Sardaukar and like uh, the, uh, who else, maybe the Fremen, you know, it would be, it would be over real quick. So we, I, we had that situation happen once. I think it was Eric and Jet. Mm -hmm. remember they allied and the rest of us allied together all four of us we and we couldn't beat them, them. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so are they going to use exactly the same rules as the first uh, I'm not sure all, all we have is a still picture which is hilarious because the picture is actually a um, an image that was made by a BGG user Ilya77 it's the guy made a basically a print and play version of the game so you could make your own and he made it more beautiful than the actual game so the image they put up there is actually Ilya 77's. That's the only image we have. I believe it's from their Gamma presentation. Um, yeah. And uh, the I, I wasn't even sure this article was real. Uh, until, <laughs> but then the, desi the designer of Dune, Peter Olatka, uh, confirmed this link on Twitter. 
So then I felt better about okay. it. <laughs> okay, so good news for uh, Dune fans. Yeah, like I'm actually, I think I'm going to sell my copy and get this one because I like this one, but I'm never tempted to pull it out because it's flimsy and kind of. Yeah. You think anyone's going to buy our copy? I think collectors would like our copy. Oh, okay. yeah. I'll yeah. give you five books. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'll, maybe I'll put in a trade. You know, yeah. um, mm -hmm. because someone might want to get in a trade. And then I'd try to pick up this one if I like what I see with it. If For now, I'm just going to hold on to my copy. And Careforce 9 do some good things with minis. So. Well, yeah, I don't care about that. Like, oh, um, you love the minis. I really don't care. <laughs> but the thing that I like about this game was like the combat, the way it worked, you know, uh, which Scythe sort of took the style from, which is you, you put a certain number on a wheel, you put a a leader and and you put a card uh, Scythe did that without the leader so you just dial something and add a card oh yes but the way that they did it even back in the 70s was there was like a little like punch out area to shove your leader disc into <laughs> so it was really cool so for back then it was really cool it has character. yeah I'd, I'd like to see yeah. what they do with it and if they can make this map as beautiful as Ilya's or even use Ilya's then yeah i might be interested mm -hmm. yeah all i want to see is you know I just want to spend some time in Arrakis with the Shai Khulud. <laughs> yes. Spice must flow. Need some spice. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> you guys are crowding me. I just need some spice. <laughs> <laughs> I just got it. <laughs> okay, so moving on to In the Year of the Dragon, which I recently played. And had no idea that the, the designer was Stefan Feld. Even though I told you about 12 times. I know, but I don't listen when you speak. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Stefan Feld is one of my highest rated designers, even though his games never end up in my top three. And I blame Ipo for that because he, like, what? You know, his top three is just. What? Yeah, <laughs> they're a problem. Okay, top three games of Stefan Feld. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So, um,. The artist is, there are two artists, Michael Menzel and Harold Liske. Um, the I'm really surprised by it. Sorry. Michael Menzel mm -hmm. makes some of the most gorgeous boards in board gaming. Yeah. Um, but it's a, I mean, it's horrible in the Year of the Dragon. It's, it's really bad. It's just a really, really beige bad. board. I mean, the art on the front is nice, but I mean, that's where that's where it ends. I so, think they could have done a much better job, like with the tracks, the and it's just a bunch of little squares. I don't know. It's uh, yeah, maybe. definitely. When you look at the game, it's not a game that you look at and you find appealing, and you feel like you're dying to try. Um, the theme of the game, though, is very appealing. So, um. Okay, the publisher is Alia Ravensberger, and it was published in 2007, so it's a pretty old game. But the story is basically... Wait, wait, wait. Pretty old. It's 12 years old. I mean, Dune is 40. <laughs> True. <laughs> okay, I mean, it's not a game that's been released in the last two or three years, okay? Okay, our listeners are like uh, 12 years old. Like, so. like updated <laughs> so in it's, terms it's of a pretty old game, yeah. updating on a podcast. <laughs> but basically, the game plays over 12 months, and it's 12 rounds. And the story is that it's a really, really bad year for you and everyone else yeah, in the game. So. <laughs> <laughs> really and True. every month, 
a new disaster happens. So it's like illness, famine, Mongolian invasions. You have to pay taxes. And, <laughs> it's and only like, bad things. And like <laughs> twice in the whole yes, year. Horrid things of equal stature. <laughs> Mongol invasion and taxes. <laughs> okay, taxes are not so bad, but you still need to have a lot of money. Taxes are harsher than the Mongol invasion in the game. Yeah, that's true. Because so the Mongol mother- invasion, you just lose like one guy. But the taxes for every coin you don't have, you lose a guy. So, so <laughs> thematically, the art goes with the theme of the game, which is bad. <laughs> it's just it's just a bad year. It's yeah, it's not as you would expect any Michael Menzel. Maybe he wasn't like paid for this or something. Fun fact: the game was game. released in the year of the pig. And not the year of the dragon. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> they dropped the ball on that one. <laughs> Could you tell us about the game, please? Yeah. So, so basically, the good news is, twice a year, you get to enjoy fireworks, but only if mm. you bought fireworks. <laughs> Otherwise, uh. you're gonna watch other players <laughs> enjoy the fireworks. If, and if get you had points. time to get fireworks between. Trying to get food and medicine to not die. Yeah. So, so there's there's really no like way to to win it all or to to get through it all un Scared. untouched. Yeah. It's really so, annoying. Um. The the weird thing about it is that as soon as we finished the game, all four of us felt like we wanted to play it again, just because you feel like you could do it more efficiently, better. You could. It's just a challenge against yourself. Even though you probably can't do anything. You probably can't. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if you like that, you will love uh, antiquity. The, the rules I'm reading now, it's it's the same. I mean, you're going to feel the same. Great. That the game so, tries to kill you. <laughs> I would, re- I I would recommend that. this game for masochists. <laughs> yeah. We'll make a geek list, games for masochists. <laughs> we got, so Coming we up got on our top it. three. <laughs> so far we got antiquity and and the year of the dragon top three games that make you want to kill yourself this, this is one of my favorite felts um i think for the simple reason that it can be played in an, under an hour oh yeah yeah and um it's such a game of efficiency that something as simple as i gain one more point than you for one more round than you means that i might beat you by one point at that's, the end of this game, yeah. because that's the margins. And that's game. what happened last game. That's what happened that's in this what game. The top three of us, point. me, you, and Basil, Damn. were within one point of each other. It was like 81, 80, 80, or something like that. It was that. harsh. It was rough. I would yeah. say it's his most clean design. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, it's not the kind of game that a lot of people like these days. It's, it's, it's a hard Euro, in the sense that they didn't bother to put anything on the board. They just made it like purely like a couple of actions, simple mechanisms, but the the gameplay mostly comes in the form of, you know, how can you be creative within a very limited number of actions that you have mm-hmm. to somehow gain a few more points than everyone else? Yeah, and I and really like that. It's really a lot like. less complicated than Trajan and Amerigo, yes. and which yeah. are games that I love. But yes. yeah, this is a lot more straightforward. You can play it in like forty minutes. I just find that this game is something that should be in a lot of collections because. Yeah. You guys know that I'm not a big fan of 
intro games, right? And those are the games tends to be the games that take 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. So the fact that there is a game that takes 45 minutes that you can have in your yeah. collection that's quite deep, yeah. that's very important for me. I agree. I, I want to say, it, for me, it's Stefan Feld's best design. Oh, wow. Wow. What do you think? Trajan? For me, it's Trajan. So, I would But say- I would probably put the second or third behind Aquasphere. I'm not sure they might. Because be it's not as complex as those games, but it it has a lot of substance. Like there's a lot of strategy to it. You feel like you've scratched your head and accomplished something, I, and it's not as simple as La Isla. Like yeah, well for for me like Trajan is Trajan is everything and the kitchen sink. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's a bunch of mini games yeah. that you have to manipulate. Okay. Yeah, but so, but the central concept of manipulating it using your mm-hmm. mancala, um. I really like that part of Trajan. I, that's the puzzle I like in Trajan. Not the mini games. I don't care about nice. that. But the, the manipulation of the Mancala to plan three, four, five moves ahead, that's the brilliant part of Trajan. In this game, you have to plan 12 moves ahead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so I'm not saying that this is the best, his best game. I'm saying it's the best, this design. best design. Yeah. yeah. That might be true. It's definitely the cleanest, most efficient design. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. So that was In the Year of the Dragon by Stefan Feld. So um, la- yesterday, we had a big game day, War of the Ring. Yeah. Two on two. We Long. played War of the Ring 2nd Edition from designers Roberto Di Maglio, Marco Maggi, and Francesco Napetello. The artist is John Howe and Fabio Mariano, and the designer is Aries Games, and it was published in 2012. I was uh, rereading the Silmarillion and I really got in the mood for something to do with Tolkien. So I was speaking to one of our friends who's also big into Tolkien, um, El Matador, and um, he was like, yeah, let's play. So we played me, El Matador, Dima, and Ipo, two on two. Me and Dima were the free peoples and Ipo and El Matador were the... um, uh, the Not shadow people. the bad guys the bad guys which i think is the right place for people <laughs> for, for for people that hadn't played because you two hadn't played you you and el matador had not played so um totally correct yeah. so the shadow would be the right place because it's the less stressful position to be in um i've i've played this game three times i've been the free people twice and i just like i shit myself every time i'm the free people it's just the whole game is just constant stress anyway so the point of this game is it's basically lord of the rings in a box the free people are trying to either destroy the uh, ring in mount doom the bad guys are trying to corrupt uh frodo the ring bearer and on the other end of things you could also both go for a military victory it's much harder for the shadow in terms of the number of military points they have to gain but the free people don't have very powerful armies and every time they lose a unit it's gone from the game whereas for the shadow when they lose a unit they get it back into their supply so it's like fighting infinite armies essentially mm-hmm. um so we had a great time the game it runs with these action dice which you roll which make you do all sorts of different things uh, when you're playing two on two you you have to basically decide who's going to play which dice and sort of like strategize there's different cards that you can play which activate different things um i really like this game i i love this game actually it's one of my favorite games there's um, there's a lot of strategy in it but there's also a lot of luck there's luck but there's the kind of luck i like 
which is mm -hmm. I roll the action dice and then I decide what to do. So based on the dice that I roll, I will now know, okay, these are the options I have and this is the best way I can maximize my potential. True. True. The only real places where, and even well. in combat, you're still playing cards, yeah. which affect the dice. So it's not just like so I'm fighting well, you, I roll. Yeah. And even when you're the free peoples, you can make decisions like sieging up and doing all sorts of things, which really affect it so that you can fight overwhelming armies. So yeah, there's luck, 100%. And, and the, you can tell when like the shadow army is building up around an area. And yeah. Like, but, you, can, but ev you can prepare with cards. Basically, everything is, is the luck is manageable everywhere. Because even in the chit pull, when they're hunting for the ring, and they successfully have a successful hunt, and they reach in to pull a chit, by the time you get to the mortar track, you, you're creating this stack of tiles that are going to join that bag for the chit pull. Um, those, you get to choose which ones go there. So like you play cards which add chits that are good for you, and the shadow plays cards which adds chits that are good for them and bad for you. So you can stack the odds in your favor a little bit. So it, the luck is always there, but you never feel like you're completely just shooting in the dark. Be honestly, because of that chit pool, um, I was losing all hope for the free people because it was the third time I played the game as yeah. the free people and yeah. I hadn't won the last two times. But good news, I won this time. Yeah, we did. <laughs> the whole time, it was a very happy coincidence that uh, me and Sergio, as new players, we were playing with uh, Sharon uh, because, as you said, it was we were so happy for, for the whole game except the last round when we realized that we're losing. <laughs> 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 but seriously, it was not stressful at all. We had so many options. You could uh, uh, try it this way or the other way or uh, try to find uh, Frodo and his ring. But uh, in the end, uh, yes, we lost uh, ter didn't terribly. Find us. <laughs> you didn't lose terribly. I, I loved and that shit pool. I had yeah, such a yeah. good experience with it. Oh, man, <laughs> that it was, was one so of my painful. bad experiences. Yeah. We had yeah. like a one in 50 chance of getting the, the only eye. thing that you could have pulled out of there was the eye. Exactly. That would have ended the game and you did. So we were on the last step. But, but I noticed a lot of things this time that I didn't notice that one time. Like when we got to the end and we entered that Mordor track, Ipo and El Matador were speaking to each other and they were talking and Ipo was like, well, we could just commit a bunch of dice in there, like the maximum that we're allowed to commit. And I just thought, I looked at Dima, I was like, well, if they commit all those dice, we just don't move on the track. So, mm. but if they don't commit a lot of dice, then our chances, that, you know, of making it up are much higher, and the corruption track not running all the way. What really helped in this game was we got to the mortar track with four companions. Um, yeah. So we last sacrifice. time, by the t we sacrificed. At the end, we only had Pippin, right? But yeah. at the last time, when we got to the mortar track, it was just us and Gollum. So we, we couldn't take the hit, so everything went straight into our yeah. corruption. Um, and our corruption wasn't as low as this time. Yeah, because we had Athelas and yeah. we healed up in yeah. Lorien. We yeah. We were a lot smarter this time. We were a lot smarter about it this Byron, time. Byron, since you played both sides, which side do you prefer and which one was the least stressful? <laughs> you, you played both the Free People and the Shadow, right? I think so. Um, I definitely like the Free People more. Really? Even though it was more like more stressful? Yes, because you get Gandalf and he always comes oh, from the oh east. Oh my god, he's day. amazing. Oh my we god. We have to tell you what so happened with good. Gandalf. Dude, Gandalf was a one man army. Okay. Yeah, 
So Gandalf, when he became Gandalf the White, went into Fangorn and woke up the Ents and uh, Treebeard basically went and destroyed the last <laughs> couple of army units in Orthanc and Sauron died, which was an amazing move. But then we got Gandalf into uh, Minas Tirith, which was sieged from like turn two of the game. Yeah. <laughs> Ippo attacks with four Nazgul and the Witch King of Angmar. So that's like an five idiot. Nazgul. <laughs> Attacks, and then we read the ability of, 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 of Gandalf. He can give up his leadership reroll ability to negate the power of all Nazgul, including the Witch King. So basically, it was, it was, it was Gandalf yeah. riding out onto the plains on Shadowfax with, you know, the White Rider and turning away the Nazgul. Oh, it my God, so it was amazing. What I loved in That's this funny. game is that it must that have it been gone you... on the sixth day. <laughs> That's right. I love that it gives you the full... Uh, Lord of the Rings experience. I mean, in the end of the game, I just wanted to watch the movies again. Yeah, true, true. I mean, like immediately. I, I, I wouldn't imagine if, okay, so somebody gives to these guys the concept of Lord of the Rings and uh, tells them, okay, you need to come up with uh, an idea for a board game. So these guys are coming up with this game. I, I couldn't imagine anything better than that. True. Very true. It's because the cards guide the game to sort of mirror the movie a lot of the times. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I think they did a really Amazing. terrific job. So that was War of the Rings, second edition from Ares Games, the publisher. Very recommended. I learned who the publisher is just five seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> so on to some more news. Stranger Things, the Netflix hit show... All about kids running away and hiding from things in the dark. That, that's, that's what I got about it. <laughs> Have released a starter set for Dungeons and Dragons. Yay! It's so cool. It's, it's, it's really cool. It's, it's a starter set, so you're not going to get much of a story behind it. But you do yeah. get a small little chapter of the intro campaign that they were playing in the beginning of Stranger Things. Yeah, you get like Mike's campaign that he was running the yeah. other guys through. Yeah. And have you guys read the comments underneath? No, I didn't read People them. People are super excited. As they should be. I mean, look, let's talk from just an arts perspective, like presentation. They could not have nailed this mm -hmm. more. I mean, it looks like the original D&D &D starter set, like the red box starter set, right? Yeah. Um, it's got all the old school. It looks like D&D &D first edition, but... It's fifth edition, which is the best edition of D and D so far, along with this awesome Demogorgon miniature. Yeah. You get two. And you get mm. two. Okay. All right. Spoilers. All right. <laughs> Playful secrets. <laughs> it just looks so good. They nailed the art on this. I gotta say that. I was really I'm really impressed with that. And I would a hundred percent be on board to do a campaign of this. Even the campaign in the box i'd be 100 percent in for that yeah i'd i'd be yeah. dust in the dwarf i'm not saying anything because i uh i have not watched stranger things <gasps> are you serious some friend what? of mine yeah wow. because some friends, friends of mine told me that it's just one good season oh my no. oh. isn't who? it who told you this my we, should, we should do a podcast uh, just to explain how good this is group <laughs> like well, maybe we do a podcast where Ipo's not on the podcast <laughs> It it just Stranger Things is awesome. D and D is awesome. 
the 80s vibe is in right exactly. now. Exactly. It the, was so refreshing to yeah. have a show with uh, like oh, 80s theme fine. just living in your childhood. And nailing it. That was the yeah. thing. Because a yeah. lot of people try to capture yeah. that 80s nostalgia and it just looks like a pale imitation. You know what I mean? Cheap knockoff. Cheap knockoff. But this actually felt like the 80s. And yeah. things as simple as boys riding their bikes everywhere. Exactly. That yeah. was such a nice touch and their walkie talkies oh my god we used to use walkie talkies all the time when we were kids <laughs> oh man yeah, yeah. Ipo, you're missing out i don't think there is a thing as uh, 80s nostalgia nobody cares about 80s <laughs> <laughs> obviously you're not, not like the 60s kid. or the 30s oh my god <laughs> sometimes on. people's age really comes out <laughs> <laughs> i'm very disappointed in Ipo right now He's really old. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You should listen to me, to my wisdom. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, that was Stranger Things, Dungeons and Dragons. Check it out. Looks amazing. And speaking of kids playing with their toys, it's time for the game show of the week. <laughs> Who goes first? Who goes first? Who goes first? about who goes first? Welcome to Who Goes First? I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. So, the rules of the game this week. I'm going to read either a, re- a real game rule or a made-up one for starting player. And you guys have to guess if it's a fake or real rule. Um, there's going to be one question per contestant per round up to six rounds. If, okay, so this week we're going to do it a little differently. I'm not going to give you guys points. If you, we're going to go round by round. If you get it wrong, you don't go to the next round. You're immediately what? eliminated. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, not fun anymore. So if I, if I go last and I, and I pass, does that mean I win? Um, we, we, yeah. So if the other two lost and you won and you so this so game could be as quick as three questions exactly <laughs> okay well um, and that was a game show of the week <laughs> so if you get it right you move on to the next round last one standing at the end of the round wins and if i'm the last one standing then so be it oh, uh, uh, uh. Dima wants to win <laughs> wow she's okay, getting so jealous a little disc- <laughs> disclaimer um i googled my made-up rules and I didn't find that they matched any games. But if you notice otherwise, let us know on Twitter at our Twitter account, ttsessions, dot, not dot, just QA. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Oh, oh, making fun of Epo. Oh, For six episodes, you had one, you it once. Once. <laughs> the links are in the episode description, guys, okay? Don't listen to what I said. Just go to the links. <laughs> okay. So, Ipo, since you wanted to go first, okay. let's go. Quickest elimination in history. <laughs> okay, guys, just so you know, mm, I phrased them all in a similar way so that you... We wouldn't know if it's yeah, there. Yeah, okay. okay, so just it's, it's from the, the main from you. difference. Okay, so Ipo, the player with the longest finger goes first. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> okay, is this your idea or you, did you have some help on this? <laughs> Because there's no way. It's, it's, okay, it's, it's so weird that this should Sorry. be true. It should be true. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. the game is Area 51, Top uh, Secrets. Oh, it was like, like aliens. Aliens. Yeah, so it's weird. <laughs> so Dima couldn't come alien up Alien invasion. <laughs> so Zipper so <laughs> already eliminated. I'm super offended. Ifo's <laughs> still in the game. Aww. So who's up next? I'll go. Okay. Elias. The player with the most narrow eyes. Oh, wow. <laughs> I feel like it might be insulting to actually <laughs> tell someone they have the narrowest eyes. So I'm going to say it's fake. Uh, no! It's <laughs> <laughs> gone. Elias, you've lost What? one. What? Yeah, it's actually Genghis Khan game. That's it's fucked up. Yeah. Uh, I agree. <laughs> I agree. What? Yeah. What game is this called? Yeah. What's it called? Who's Genghis the Khan. Who's the We publisher? are not supporting the world views. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm really, not okay with this. It's really this. messed up. That's why I put it. <laughs> Good job, Dima. For the first time, Guys, I there feel were, free. There were some that <laughs> were win. really offensive. Anyway, wow. so... Byron, you're up next. Until the next round, just Ipo and I left. <laughs> no, you have to try. Ipo might win from the first round. Oh my god! Okay, Byron, ready? You can do okay. it, Byron. You the player lose. with the most crooked nose. The oh, that's real. Can I clap? Sorry. <laughs> I'm just so happy. People, I, I, I'm happy it's not Elias. I came second. I would hug you right now I if I could and I wasn't second. connected to all these wires. Well, look, we have a bit more time allocated for this game show. You want to go through some of them? And... We started the race at yeah, yeah. the same yes. time, Elias. Yes. But Epo won. It's Let's a, just do well it for done, the fun buddy. of it. Yeah. Since I spent so much time preparing the game. <laughs> okay, Elias, you're up. All right. The player who most recently peed. That. <laughs> that, 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 that I'm gonna laugh true, after because everyone because they're all funny. It's objective. I mean, you can ask. Okay, but <laughs> but it's, it's that, funny. It's fake. Yeah, ding ding. It is fake, really. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, I was inspired no, because I was trying to match it to a theme. Oh, right. What yeah. do you think I was inspired by? Pee pee. <laughs> no. <laughs> The player who most recently pooped. <laughs> is that real yeah guess which game um dungeon pets no actually no the people the guys that sent poop dried poop to people the guys that made oh. the game uh, cards, uh, against cards against humanity is that really determining first play <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> okay so um ipo <laughs> The player who most recently cheated on their taxes. What? Ooh. No, 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 that's fine. No. <laughs> okay, it's fake, it's fake. No way you ask you to admit to an illegal activity. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to admit to any crimes. <laughs> most recently. <laughs> most taxes. recently. What taxes? <laughs> We've all done it, but who did it this yeah. year? <laughs> yeah. Okay, Byron. The player who most recently sacrificed something. Oh, that's real. Yeah, Zulkan. and actually... 
Yeah, yeah good job. Actually, one of the guys wrote on BGG. He's like, I told the group that I shaved this morning, so I consider I sacrificed my beard. And they all agreed. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Sacrifice. Sacrifice. Like, I sacrificed the carrot. Like, when I ate like it. I get the carrot salad. <laughs> so I, I sacrificed the carrot. What? Okay, we'll do one more round, okay? All right. All right. Yeah. Okay, Byron, you're up. Okay. The player who's furthest back in time. <laughs> Nah, that's that not that's not real. <laughs> There's no way that it's no, true. no, no. Yeah. Nah. It's from Back it's from Legacy Gears of Time. Oh. Yeah. But actually, like between parentheses, it said oh. earliest time on their watch, which is so stupid. Oh so, it's not but no one wears the, watches anymore. <laughs> so you left out half the it's rule. It's just funny to tell your group that and be like, so who's the furthest back in time? And then everyone just looks at you with a blank face. Okay. Uh, Ipo, the last player to have ridden a dragon. Uh, that's uh, true. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, it's what true. do you mean that's it's true? From a, it's Don't true. It's from that. a game called Simurg. Simurg, yeah, S I M U R G. Yeah, so so this it's guy. It's a euro. Wrote, so <laughs> guys, I have to tell you, people are being really creative. And one guy wrote, "We agreed that the player that that had recently ridden the dragon swing at Knott's Berry Farm qualified." <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Elias. Oh boy. The last player to have walked on the moon. It's too silly not to be. So yes. <laughs> yes. I, I finally no. figured out after I lost the game. <laughs> the if it's too silly, then no, I I lost because you gave me the racist one. Uh, like, <laughs> like there's no way that I would say uh, yes. Excuse me. Why would you put narrow eyes? Literally, some of these things was were like oh and a fattest God. player. Okay, like, but that's really different. Than the, I don't know. I mean, how how can you say something like that? <laughs> okay, the last the last man who walked on the moon. How do you? Yeah, how do you determine that? Like, like if, if, if I no, dance yeah. to Michael Jackson song. Basically, the the moon-based alpha game. It says the last player to have walked on the moon, and then it says if it's not like applicable to anyone at the table, then roll the dice and the person with the high. <laughs> oh, like it's stupid. Nah, okay. But I cut that part okay. out. Any other true? True. Yeah. True. I have, like we'll do it. True rules. We'll do the rest on another episode. There's so many. Yeah. Yeah, she did five rounds. I did six rounds. She did 18. She, she was really hopeful. <laughs> it's, just, we, it's just 50%. <laughs> anyway, well you guys done, didn't Epo. make it through the first Thank you. Round. I'm really proud of you. This is your first one well, since well episode done, one. Woohoo. Uh, I'm and, no longer uh, coming second like, in No, board. don't you, you. And Genghis Khan, no. Bad job. Bad job. <laughs> Elias but came we, dead we, lost. We lost, me and you, sir. Elias came FYI, dead lost. Me, me. <laughs> <laughs> Best day of Byron's life. Also, Ipo has the biggest smile on his face right now. <laughs> Can't wipe it off. Yeah, he had six months to win. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting six well months. Well done, Ipo. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thank you so and much. I'm so that was the who next goes one. first. Guys, uh, uh, did you hear that? Uh, Wait, what, what's that? What? What? It sounds familiar, like I've heard it six times before. <laughs> Is that the Uber I ordered? <laughs>
Uh, unless it's been driven by a Greek guy, I don't think it's the Uber you ordered. I have heard it it's the Hippocratic Corner! <laughs> I have heard it a lot more than six times. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, guys, welcome to the Hippocratic Corner. In uh, this episode, uh, I would like you to tell me your top three games based on an IP, where IP stands for intellectual property. <laughs> Not really. Okay. Guys, I... I <laughs> oh, that's another good top three. Ipo googled IPs, IPS, and he got the Indian police <laughs> Yeah. So, okay. So, IP stands for intellectual property. Let's start with Byron. Byron, what, oh, what do you I think? I hope I did this right. So, my top three, in no order, because I couldn't really decide. Okay, my third one is Marvel Legendary Encounters. Oh, nice. Uh, nice. Is it Legendary Encounters or just Marvel Legendary? I think it's it's legendary. Uh, legendary encounters is the alien and the uh, um, firefly one, and but I think the Marvel one is just legendary. I think the idea is the encounters ones. It follows like scenarios based on the movies or the series or whatever, but the legendary one is just open like Marvel. So yeah. Yes, I think you're right on that. Um, but I do enjoy that game. It really has to feel like you're a superhero and you have to try and beat the the minions and then the bosses and it, it's quite a nice game it's a nice pick my number two is war of the ring because <laughs> <laughs> like I Ipo said really earlier like in the it. episode it really does feel like you're a hobbit trying to escape the nazgul it yeah. does that's totally Damn, stressful. or a badass um white wizard chasing off the nazgul <laughs> and that leads me to my number one, Firefly. Oh, oh nice. amazing! That crossed my mind. That's great. Yeah. It didn't cross my mind. Yeah. In the Firefly show, there follows a group of would-be pirates slash adventurers, I guess. In Firefly, the board game, you create your own crew. You go on your own adventures, and you can become a pirate or not. So it's really thematic. It's really good, and I really enjoy it. Love it. Can I tell you? How many times I've shit the bed in Firefly because I, all I'm doing is trying to get the original crew yeah. on my shit. <laughs> like, I, I end up with like, all right, all right I got, oh, you know, got, I got River. Exactly, yeah, I got River. I got Jane's hat, but I don't have Jane. <laughs> like, I need to get Jane. And I spent so much time going, like, well, they would be in this deck, so I'm going to go spend a bunch of time over there. Yeah. And I just, it's a disaster. But it's a fantastic game. And um, you, uh, you know what's my problem with Firefly? That, the problem is that if somebody suggests to play Firefly, I would always prefer to play Zia. There, that's a very good point. Mm -hmm. Zaya is, point. is yeah. yeah. But Zaya is its own thing. It feels good, and as a game, it's fun. But if you're just in the mood, if you're just aiming to misbehave, totally you know, true, yeah. like it, it really captures the theme of the yes. game. Yeah. You know yeah. What I mean? If you yeah. just watch the exactly. movie or <laughs> like the game itself, yeah. Zaya is better. Yeah, but if I'm in the mood for Firefly, yeah, if I just rewatch the series or something, I totally want to play. Firefly. Just like the way we felt with War of the Ring, like we were we were reliving the story that 
we watched and read. Yeah, absolutely. Totally true. And that was my top yeah. three. Thank you very nice. much. Great Amazing. Guys, tonight awesome. I'll go uh, second. Wow. <laughs> because I want to say, uh, my uh, number three uh, was This War of Mine. Told you. <laughs> yeah, he told me this afternoon. <laughs> what? Because you keep talking about it. <laughs> yeah, which is a great game. Uh, okay, it's based on a video game. So it's, it belongs to this category, right? To yes, the IP yes, category. Yeah. And uh, I mean, if it, you said it's the war in Kosovo, then no, it's not an IP. But yes. if it's this war of mine, then yeah, it's yeah. an IP. So it's about uh, uh, innocent people trying to avoid the uh, issues of uh, being in a uh, city uh, where there's war. So, and it's co game. It's amazing. I love it. But that was my top three yesterday. Tonight, my top three is War of the Rings. Oh! <laughs> oh. Because, wow. I, as I said before, I mean, these guys were amazing. They did an amazing job. Somebody told them, okay, you have Lord of the Rings, you need to make a board game, and they did their best. Yeah. <laughs> and they did a yep. great Dramatic. job. Uh, it would be even uh, in my top two, but my, sec my number two game is Game of Thrones. Nice choice. And oh, yeah. the problem is that I really I really love diplomacy. Yeah. yeah. And Game of Thrones is diplomacy with Game of Thrones characters. So I couldn't resist. Yeah. Well, honestly, Byron, I was surprised you didn't put Game of Thrones on your list. I really thought it would be there. I really forgot. But now, now I understand. But, but it, it still wouldn't have made my top three. Oh, okay. So what's my number one? Drum roll. Sherlock. Yay! Yay! Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective. <laughs> the Thames Murders and Other Cases, 1981. Guys, this game is 30 years old. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And so they nailed good. it. Because we just tried Mythos Tales. Yeah. Um, it was good. I enjoyed it, even though the rest of you were acting the fool. <laughs> we managed to solve it. But I did feel like in the end, even though it had like a you know, eldritch horror theme to it. It was simpler. The case was simpler than a regular Sherlock Holmes consulting detective case, which is insane considering there's a spiritual aspect to it. I thought it'd be way more complicated. But it makes sense to be insane because it's Cthulhu, so you, <laughs> you lose sanity. <laughs> but uh, but uh, I don't Look, know. Fantasy doesn't go with deduction for me. I mean, it, it's strange that they've... No, because they thought because, to make this theme. Uh, yeah, but have you read like any of Lovecraft's work? It's always done like through investigation, right? That's the primary yeah. way he tells. But they're story. not using deduction to no, find what's not. going on. They're just experiencing <laughs> horror. Yeah. yeah, look, Ganthron's a great pick. It definitely wouldn't make my list though. I, I like Ganthron's a lot when I played it because I I love the show and everything, and I feel like it's great. But as opposed to War of the Ring. I don't feel like they cut everything about Game of Thrones, and I'll tell you why. My point is, all you're doing is you're trying to capture locations, and you'll never hold that many. Like, you'll barely be able to hold the seven that you need to win the game. But, um, so you're not really building a base of power. You never feel too clever. You just kind of feel like, oh, I got one over this guy on this turn, and then they'll get you back later, you know? Totally. Um, so I did feel like as a game, it missed that central aspect of Game of Thrones, which is power building to win the throne, 
you know? Yes. It just felt like a really good diplomacy game set in Westeros. Exactly. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll jump into my top three because I, I wrote that caveat because I wrote that I'm picking a top three not just on how much I enjoyed the game, but how much the game thematically made me feel like mm. I was part of the IP world. Okay, fair enough. So like a game like Nemo's War, I adore. But when you're li- reading 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, like it, it all takes place from, you know, Captain uh, uh, Professor Aronnax and, and Ned Land's perspective. When you're playing the game, you're Nemo. So it's a very different experience. You don't get to do all these, like there's only one real fight that happens in the book and that, you do that every second roll in, uh, in, in in Nemo's War. I also wanted to shout out Fury of Dracula. That's a very uh, good Yay. game. Uh, but very thematically good, but not good enough as gameplay to get on my, for me. I, I'm not the mm-hmm. biggest fan of Fury of Dracula. So my number three was A Study in Emerald, based oh, on no. the uh, Neil Gaiman short story, which is based on Lovecraft story of Call of Cthulhu and Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, you really love that game. I love this game. (laughs) (laughs) This is not the most thematic and immersive game, but the gameplay is so good that it just gets it over the edge, that the barrier head. Um, I think it's so clever. And where the theme really shines is the fact that you have secret partners, but you don't know who your partner is. So it's got this like, you know, mysterious thing where you're trying to figure out based on their actions i think dima's on my side and you can't you can't win the game if your partner comes in last so you might end up helping someone who wasn't on your team to make sure they don't come in last and then screwing yourself over so (laughs) that's true i mean i couldn't imagine another theme for this game yeah it works it works really well Um, my number two is something we talked about already today and that is dune so um i love dune like I forgot that. I read I read Dune and Children of Dune. <laughs> yeah. Uh God Emperor of Dune and even the crap ones. <laughs> you know, they're written by his sons. But um overall, like the whole world of Dune is fantastic. Um as opposed to Game of Thrones, which I feel like the negotiation is great, but the game itself is not capturing it. I feel like Dune really captures it. Um, with the whenever Shaikhulud, the, the worms, the sandworms are spotted, things change. Sand uh, spice pops out in different places. You have to collect it. There are resources to buy troops. All the little elements from the game are there. Even the Benny Gesserit, who in the books are trying to find the Quitzatz Hadarak, which is like the embodiment, which is the a man, not a woman, that is able to tap into this. Uh, network of mental psychic whatever energy is going to change the universe um they get to pick who they think is going to win in the game and on which turn and if that happens they win instead of him you know what i mean it's yeah. yeah the game it's, it's so super good. thematic yeah. <laughs> it makes you play the character exactly yeah it's, it's super thematic. you're right i love dune and it helps that i'm a big fan of the series so dune's my number two and my number one da, 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 no surprise is war of the ring uh, second edition i oh man every time i finish playing this game i just can't not stop thinking about it i it's not even that I'm thinking about the gameplay, which I do enjoy very much. I'm thinking about the story that unfolded. It's it's so similar to the Lord of the Rings, but just different enough that it's a cool story. You know what it I mean? It could be a different Yeah, uh, it could be a different thing. Exactly. Like we had an these alternative uh, ending. Exactly. Exactly. So like in my in my in my in our battle yesterday, I lost Helm's Deep very quickly to Isengard. 
But while they had attacked and he moved this massive army towards Edoras and Rohan, we sent Gandalf and Gandalf sent the Ents to destroy Orthanc, <laughs> removing the center of power from Isengard. And in the end, I managed to hold Edoras and keep the, the Isengard army just sort of in no man's land, accomplishing nothing. So it just changes that much a little bit that the, the story becomes different. And I really had a, I love this game. War of the Rings, second edition, my number one. Thank you And you very know, much. I always thought so highly of Gandalf, but after the last game, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it really made a difference for me. <laughs> Thank you very much, Elias. And uh, I loved your criteria. And I, I, I have to say, I totally agree with your top three. With your criteria, yeah, these are the top three games. Nice. So Ipa wishes that he wrote those top three. <laughs> but unfortunately, he went first, so he couldn't steal your top three. <laughs> <laughs> and you just made me want to play the Dune game. Oh, yeah, we should yeah, play it. We, we should, should set up a time. We should time. organize it. Okay, let's finish this. Dima? When do you have between one hour and ten hours? <laughs> <laughs> How about next Tuesday? <laughs> uh, okay. I have in my next uh, one to thirty days. Oh, <laughs> Nice. So my top three, <laughs> last but not least, uh, my number three is actually World of Warcraft, the board game. Have any of you played it? Not me. I, I think just me and Elias. It's uh, it was a it was lot you, Elias, and Elias. There was yeah, they were playing with It's actually like a team-based game. You can play two against two. Um, and you can basically be one of 16 characters, like a priest, a warlock, mage, and um, it's pretty thematic. Um, it's the, the... No, it's the no. horde versus the alliance. Yeah. Oh. So it's actually team-based. You're so, competing to defeat the so invincible you can play overlord. Three? You can play up to three versus three. Like when we played, mm -hmm. Demo was one character, Elias was another character, and me, Elias, was, uh, I played two horde characters. Mm -hmm. So it was like a two versus two. Oh, I must be were kidding when you said Elias. And no, 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 my no, no. My other Elias. <laughs> <laughs> you were three players. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So but I really want to try it with six. It sounds It was an awesome. all-out war. It was a lot of fun. Um, I would recommend it for people that like World of Warcraft. Mm. It's a, it's a lot of fun. I've never played. Um, it's a luck fest dice rolling yeah, monster yeah. of but a game. Just don't take yourself too seriously, don't and you'll have seriously. a good yeah. time. Have a beer, have some pretzels. You'll yeah. have a good time. Um, so my second choice is Banner Saga again. Yay! <laughs> Because it's so good, guys. <laughs> like, whoever hasn't played it yet, you have to buy it. You have to play it. You can't. It's and, so hard to get. And, <laughs> <laughs> and definitely tag us and confirm my opinion that it's an amazing game. But don't try to learn it from the rule book. Just watch the video. Watch a playthrough. It's on That's my the top goal three of play, painful right? games to play. Painful? Oh, everything bad happens, but like in the, the, the <laughs> true, nothing yeah, good ever. Happens. Yeah, but I think we won a couple of times. A couple of times, yeah. you've lost more often. Yeah, so. we did. Um, but there's hope, you know. <laughs> Anyways, my number one drum roll. Yeah. Uh, no one's surprised. No surprise. surprise. Sherlock Holmes oh, consultant detective oh, wow, for the so 50 shocked. millionth time. <laughs> it's not my fault that it fits in every single top three category that Nico <laughs> makes us pick from. <laughs> Anyways, since we traded that off. Top threes from now on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We just got the 
newer edition, Jack the Ripper and West End Adventures. It's not an edition, it's 10 new cases. Like, it's yeah, like, I'm yeah. super excited about that. So yeah. we'll definitely keep you updated because I'm definitely going to mention it again. <laughs> and who's the publisher? Yeah, because and that's it for me. Ah. <laughs> Starry. Thank you. Oh, I thought it was Aries. So, no, not quite. No. <laughs> so, guys, our next, nice try, though. our next top three will be. Thank you, Dima. Our next top three will be top three games from the eighties. So, <laughs> 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 June, no, June the seventies. Oh, Monopoly. Uh, oh. That would be nice top three. Eh? Top three games before nineteen ninety-two. Top three games published <laughs> before you were born. So each one is different. Right. Uh, so, uh, so, so me, Byron, and Dima all have the same year, and then you have like thirty years earlier. So, so Monopoly. I think I'll have Chist. exclusion criteria for the sake of entertainment. I'll exclude Sherlock. No, there's not that many other options. I'm three thousand years old. Okay, guys. So thank you all very much. Please uh, let us know uh, what your top three is on our Twitter account at DT Sessions QA or over at our BGG Guild. Both these links will be in the episode description. Thank you so much for that Hippocratic Corner. That brings us to the end of this tabletop session. Thank Aww. you so much for listening. Just a quick reminder, get on Instagram, get on Twitter, put a picture holding your game in front of your head on Instagram and on Twitter. That's one entry for each, for every account. So you can enter twice, once on Instagram, once on Twitter. Follow us. Put the same picture, I don't mind, and say, hashtag TTS, new head for a new route. <laughs> Tag us in there, and on episode eight, you have until April 7th, which is when we record episode eight, we will be competing for your glory and honor and winning a game. In a battle royale. Lost man standing, which, which, takes no, it all. No, I'm kind of scared of Ipo. He's, he's on, you know, like he won a game. Stepped you know? up his game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I've been losing check. on purpose. So. <laughs> <laughs> so check out, you can win Root and the Riverfolk expansion. You get those, you go on the Kickstarter, you buy the Underworld expansion. Boom, 100% complete Root. You're welcome. <laughs> all right, guys. Check out our very active Instagram account at Tabletop Sessions and enter the contest. You can reach us on Twitter at TT Sessions QA and enter the contest. You can join the conversation over on our BGG Board Game Geek Guild, and you can find the link to all of these in our episode description. Please rate us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts if you have an Apple device, or if you're an Android through whatever Android podcast you use, Google Podcasts, uh, Podcast Addict, whatever it is. Any review would be would be eternally grateful. We'd like to thank Bass Didge and Slurm Lord for their five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Those were some hilarious reviews. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Shout out to you guys. You're awesome. We'll be back in three weeks. And in three weeks, we'll be giving away Root and the, uh, <laughs> and the Riverfolk expansion. So get on Twitter, get on Instagram, follow us, put up your picture, replace your head with your favorite game. Like I me, mean, just hold it in front of your head and take a picture. Don't do anything dangerous. And <laughs> don't take a selfie. 
<laughs> hashtag TTS new head for a new route. You can go on our Instagram and our Twitter to see examples of that. There's a ton of them. So until then, when we're going to give you that amazing prize to quote one of my favorite writers, God damn it, you've got to be kind, just like we are by giving you this amazing gift of Root and the expansion. <laughs> Join the competition. Say bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. This is Bye from Byron, and you've been listening to Tabletop Sessions. <laughs> tabletop, 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 top. Tabletop, top. Tabletop, 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 top. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes or on your podcast app of choice. And don't forget to check out our sponsor, storysmithspodcast.com, for the fantastical world building with a bunch of nerds. Table, table, top. Table, table, top. Table, table, top. Sessions. Beep, beep, beep. Who died? No, it's like the BBC, you know? The old BBC. Oh, yeah. yeah. Guys, who came up with this hashtag? <laughs>